0: Hey there, friends, and happy Monday to you all. Today is October the 18th, 2021, and this is the Friendship News Hour presented to you by Bummer Dude Media. My name is Frank. His name is Alex Kenzie. What is that, Kenzie? Is that Polish? That's my last name. Yeah. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thanks for
1: clearing that up. Uh, So it is a iteration of my real name, I guess. So my family heritage, lineage name is actually Kedzersky, Kedzierski, K-E-D-Z-I-E-R-S-K-I. Uh, but my grandpa, so that's what it was. And like they moved here, but when my grandpa worked in uh, Detroit in the early 1950s and into the 60s, from what I've understood, there was like a lot of discrimination going on, uh, especially against like a lot of immigrants. Um, and in an effort to appear more American, many people were going to change their names. So. He changed his name to make it sound more American, which is really, really interesting. And thus, Kenzie was born.
0: Kenzie, and it was Kedzer, Kedzerski. Kedzersky. Kedzersky. Yep. Well, you should honor your lineage, man. Change your last name.
1: <laughs> I know, I, dude, that, it's a to spell, though. Like, it's kind of nice. Kenzie's is, is, is a little bit more functional and easy to use in every day. But I know, yeah, the, my ancestors may be displeased by me.
0: That happened a lot, didn't it? Crossing over, they would just tell you, like, no, nah, your name is this now.
1: Yeah, so that was more like at Ellis Island, they like, maybe like the person coming over couldn't speak very well or couldn't speak English enough to like convey their name the right way. Right. So like the guards would just say like, okay, it's this. That's not what happened with us. But that, that I think that's what happened to more and more people is is that at Ellis Island, it kind of just got mm,
0: I uh, see. translated. Have you ever been there, Ellis Island? I have, actually. We found what may have been relatives of ours. Really? That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And and like, it's convoluted because like you were saying, it could be that their name was changed or lost in time. I don't know. But we did find record of a braccio, which would have been the Italian side's family name coming over. Nice. That it's... Ellis Island, for those
1: who haven't gone to it, it's really, really cool. Most of the building is still intact. You can see a good – I think you can see like 70-some percent of like the actual island. They have like the hospitals still closed, although there is a ghost tour you can go on that's paid, which I want to do someday, um, but it's like still abandoned. That But the, the actual big piece of Ellis Island, like where people – checked in and where many of them lived and stuff, you can go and see it. Uh, they have a huge database there where you can type in your family lineage. And if you know enough information about them, you can actually see like a picture of the ship and, and learn about the ship that they came over on, which is really fascinating stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You a so. big ghost guy? Big time. Oh, yeah. Are you really? Oh, oh yeah, man. Love you ever it. seen one? I have, yeah. When I was, when I was a kid more than now, um, I don't know if I was just like more sensitive or open to it then or maybe i don't know maybe it was just something else but as an adult i haven't seen any ghosts that i can really think of but i very much believe in them i very much believe in in the soul and in spirits um much much more than i would believe in like a a god and and heaven and hell kind of thing i think the soul is there's a lot to the soul and i think a lot of Older religions and, and things like that point more to the soul than to any one God or anything. So it's always really, really fascinated me. What about you?
0: I'm very bullish on ghosts.
1: Yeah, not Maybe. a fan.
0: Not that I'm not a fan, or nor that I discredit anybody's, uh, uh, you know, experiences with them. I've just never encountered the supernatural in any one way, shape, or form in my life. I've never gone looking for it either.
1: I was going to say, would, like, if I came to you and said, hey, Frank... We could do an episode of the show during a ghost hunt. Would would you do it, or would you not be scared at all to do it? Because you, don't I wouldn't be scared.
0: It? it would just to me. It just sounds like a gimmick. You think so? Yeah. So you would do it then? Is what I'm hearing. I'm open to it, but I'm not like <laughs> I, I would. I would I'm very standoffish about it. Not not that I'm like scared of what I might find. I'm just to me to me these these people are just uh, I don't know merchants of views really more than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've never... It's never been a thing that's, like, uh, prevalent in any sort of way in my life at all. You
1: guys have one of the most haunted buildings in America in your city. Do we? Supposedly. The Whaley House.
0: Oh, I've been to the Whaley House. Yeah, same. I was in fourth grade. See, even that shit's gimmicky, bro. Like, they tell you on, like, the 11th step, you can smell some perfume or, you know, like, here you can hear somebody say... Like I said, I don't... Never done it. Never been there. I mean, never, like, experienced anything... I think we just filmed spend a, a night in that house once. Really, that's yeah. funny. Just for for laughs and giggles, but um, I don't know.
1: I'm open to the idea. I, I wouldn't like if someone didn't believe it. I'm like I wouldn't try to like convince them because I don't know if I necessarily have a compelling argument. Um yeah. But just more of like a, a feeling and like stories I've heard from others, uh, like who I don't think are bullshitting as much. Like I, I, our buddy Chris Kelly has like a really really com- compelling one that was like him and, like, two other people there, um, and, like, they all heard the same thing. The one who was, like, babysitting them, like, refuses to go back into that house now as a result. And, like, so I just hear stories like that. I'm like, fuck, like, it's not just, like, one person. Like, oh, maybe I was tired sure, and yeah. sleepy. It's, like, three people heard the same shit. Like, what was that?
0: <laughs> yeah, man. So, I, mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. Call me uh, call me Dr. Love uh, Killjoy, but I just, I'm always, like, uh, my first reaction is to try and rationally explain something. Yeah. And if I can rationally explain it in any way, then I will immediately discredit any sort of supernatural phenomenon. At right,
1: all. right. Wonder what Jordan Peterson thinks about ghosts, because that seems like exactly what he would say about it too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't That'd know. Um, but like,
1: I don't know. Just as you said that, I heard his voice saying it. <laughs>
0: with, that's funny. With anything, I'm like that with anything. With any. Like, like for example, like UFOs. Yeah, right, right. Any one person wants to talk about UFOs, I'm open to the idea all day, every day. But if you can rationally explain away something better than you can explain it to our our limited human minds, then, yeah, man, that's that's yeah. the route I'm going to take. For sanity's sake alone.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. you uh, how was your weekend then? What did you do? Anything fun?
0: No, man, I had a sales meeting uh, at the later half of last week. Um we were in Napa. Um shout out to my company, man. Dude, just the coolest fucking company ever. Like who has sales meetings in Napa? It was nuts. I got back late Friday night. Um, kicked it Friday. Played golf with Michael on Saturday. How'd you shoot? Oh, terribly. You did yeah, like, we Were, just were you not there time. to shoot well? <laughs> well, the greens were punched. I'd never played a course before. And I was with Michael and two other old men so we were just kind of out there to have a good time um but it was fun it's a good course i go back when the greens are good um and then yesterday man just relaxed yeah one week to marathon time so that's right countdowns on run i actually i was there man i got up early got dressed got in my truck drove to mission bay and then felt a giant dump come on Ooh. and i'm not uh I'm not going to give that honor to a public toilet at Mission Bay. So (laughs) I went home and uh, just decided to relax just to rest it out. So,
1: uh, okay. I was going to say, what do you usually rest the week before? Like do like three, four miles just to do it.
0: I was planning on doing 10. Okay. Just to keep up the, just to keep up the endurance. But, um, I feel good, man. I don't, I'll run this week a few times, do a bunch of yoga and then, uh, Come Sunday, I'll be ready to rock.
1: So come Sunday, then, will you be back to partaking in the spirits and, uh, and other fun things? I'm going to black
0: out on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately after the race. I can't yeah. wait for this thing to be over, man. I was just telling uh, my girlfriend yesterday. It's just been like such a presence in my mind thinking yeah. about it constantly. Because, I, you know, when you're training for something like that, it, it more or less affects everything you do. You got to watch what you eat somewhat can't be going out and partying and um, drinking a bunch and just putting bad shit in your system. So you're always thinking about that. Plus like my weekends have been scheduled around the long runs and Mm. saying no to things and having to run during the week, dude, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a huge, yeah. It's a huge commitment, man. I'm excited for
1: it to be over. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Uh, this weekend, what did I do? I didn't really do anything too crazy. How was your
0: weekend, Al? (laughs) I'll
1: just ask myself. It's cool. Um, we went and saw Bowling Green. Falcons lose to the Northern Illinois Huskies. Um, really wasn't a good game. NIU kind of just ran shit the whole time. But we did that, and did some family time, some baby classes, and that was really it. Kind of just like a lazy kickback weekend. Cut the grass. Are you reading books? Nah, I should be reading a book. There's a book I'm supposed to read before the baby comes. I just haven't. But I, I, I'm not a reader.
0: Man, kids not even here, and you're failing them.
1: I know, right? <laughs> hey, what I did do though is paint his room, build his crib last. Okay, I did that this weekend too. I built his crib. Um, today I'm supposed to build his dresser, so just starting to get a little dude's room together, which is kind of exciting.
0: Did you sleep in it to weight test it? <laughs> Fuck no, no, hell
1: no. Oh, uh, it's cool though. It's it's. I don't know. It's weird that I'm getting into baby things, but it's like the changing tables built into the crib. It's like, makes so much sense. You don't need two <laughs> pieces of furniture. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> so that's, that's been about it for me, man. Um, getting ready to leave and go to Denver this week with a few bubbies. Oh, that's right. Denver. Yeah. So we leave Thursday morning. I leave at 5 a.m. on Thursday morning. My flight's at 5. So I got to leave my crib at like 3 a.m., which is craziness. But then I'll be in those Denver. The
0: best, man. I love those early mornings. Yeah,
1: yeah, it shouldn't be too bad.
0: Like on a travel day, running on pure adrenaline and coffee? Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah, I'm just hoping that, like, come 4 p.m., I'm not like, fuck, I want to sleep or whatever. You know, and I want to still be able to do stuff Thursday. But I'm figuring I get there with most of my friends, and, and you know, it should carry me through.
0: That's when you shotgun a bang, and you suck it up.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's
0: what I need you there to tell me
1: that, though. Hey,
0: you can Facetime me. I'll chastise you over Facetime. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. I will Venmo you money for a bang. Kind of a. What did you think? I kind have of like a slow news couple days.
1: I don't know if I just haven't been paying attention, but even when I went to look today, kind of, like I, I just didn't of, see much.
0: It, it's it's weird. Like it's it's. I don't I don't know that it was slow, but it was like standard. Like oh, Colin Powell hmm. died. Yeah, I did see that. He did. Um,
1: Complications of COVID.
0: Right. Uh, what else was there? Um, there was a couple things
1: that happened. It was just things. I saw one article, actually, I wanted to ask you about quick. I didn't really research this much at all, but I saw an article that was published and it, it basically was saying, it wasn't like defending John Gruden, but it said like the hip- hypocrisy by the NFL is, is very curious because as you're firing John Gruden for like using selective language in, in, in emails when he technically wasn't even like an employee of the NFL. At the same time, you're now like having Dr. Dre, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar and others mm. like Snoop Dogg at your halftime show. Like their that. lyrics are far worse than anything that that Gruden said, I, I think. I don't know. I, I, I'm not defending John Gruden, but like I read that. And I'm like, hmm, That that's like, I didn't really think about it from that perspective. It's like I listen to rap music every single day and it has all kinds, especially like older Eminem really don't listen to it that much at all but like back in the day I used to I used to love that shit and he says some fucking terrible things man the the (laughs) worst yeah and he's not canceled he's getting paid by the NFL now to go perform at a halftime show so it's like really I don't it's a weird way to look at the wokeness like it doesn't it's not gonna make me hate rap but it's like well shit if I'm gonna shit on John Gruden for this like how am I gonna take I I can't not take that same stance against like rap music and, and things like that. Unless you right. just put in your head like, well, they're rappers so they can say that, but he's a football coach. So he can't say that, which is like,
0: I don't know. I, it's right. weird. Right. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's an incredibly interesting juxtaposition. Uh, Joe Rogan talks about this all the time. When, when they talk about the Spotify employees that get pissed off at what he says mm. and he's like, yeah, well, you know, you have uh countless thousands of hours of rap music on your platform also and he's like I enjoy it I listen to it and I love it I defend their right to be on there but it's the same shit and it's way worse than what I'm saying right because right. it glorifies yeah. it and it and it almost act it's almost like an it's almost like you're an activist for the things that you're saying that are terribly wrong mm-hmm. um and yeah, dude, the whole thing—that whole thing just stinks to high hell, man. I, I, they got ESPN caught up with Mark uh, Davis, and they asked him about, you know, what he thought, and he was just like, kind of threw some shade at. The, he goes, "The NFL has all the answers. Ask them." Because um, I would be furious if I was Mark Davis, if my coach, who wasn't the coach at the time, got fired on another team's organization's, and there's hundreds of thousands of emails, and that's the only ones that are released to the, the press. Right. All right. Fuck me, dude. That's awful. That's so yeah. bad. I just God, I wanna know what they're hiding so badly. I wanna know so badly, because everybody would go down. It's it's like it's gotta be that bad to just so be so flippantly in your face about the cover up.
1: My guess would be blatant racism, and you have probably ninety percent of your talent pool is by is everybody. African American. Right, exactly. Yeah. By it's everybody. gotta be. But yeah, I, I saw that, and I was just like, I gotta bring that up to Frank because I was like, man, it doesn't make me like want to defend John Gruden, but at the same time, I was like, uh, well, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because because if you're the NFL, and you're making you're making a statement by bringing this halftime show on the one that they're bringing on this year, right? Because the first time it's it's all hip hop, mm-hmm. and it's the it's the first time that it isn't it isn't like marketed to a wider generic fan base it's very specifically tailored towards a certain portion of fan base right yeah and they to me it's like okay well you're doing that for for a reason and so you're saying this is good this is progress this is something that is going to help and it's something that the fans will like fine I mean, all of those things might be true, um, but you're going to have your gold standard around the coach of the team saying some shit. I mean, golly, dude, put yeah. a mic on any one NFL player during a game and release all that audio,
1: mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm curious if John Gruden wouldn't have put in his resignation, if he actually would have got fired. Cause to me, it's oh, yeah. not what he said. I don't know if it's fireable offense, man. Like it's punishable. And it's finable, and it's it's something he fucking should definitely learn from. Yeah. But like
0: to lose your job over it, I, employment I know, employment is conditional always. So he can lose his job for clipping his toenails the wrong way, you know. No, but, true. But yeah, of course he would have got fired. Because why would he re- resigned?
1: Yeah, I, I don't. But I even saw like Waller, like his tight end who's black, say like, I think it's like a little bit over the top for how people reacted. Like, I, I think it's sure. more like a reaction than like does the, does the punishment fit the crime where like he, he was saying, I think he could, there's avenues to like learn and educate this man and like help him heal instead of just say like, we cast you out.
0: And, yeah, and, and sure. I think
1: Carr said, love the man, hate the sin. And it's like, I, I, I don't think John Gruden's is like this huge piece of shit necessarily. He fucked up a lot, like for sure. But
0: I, yeah. I don't know. No, anytime you see somebody resign in something like this, they were, that, that's a, that's a courtesy to them. They had, they were given the option to resign or, you know, get publicly humiliated being fired. I don't know if he thought that he would get another job in the NFL sometime or didn't want to burn bridges or whatever. I would have gone down in a blaze of glory if I was him. right. Yeah. And I would have called out every single bit of that hypocrisy. Oh, it's my words. You're investigating who again? What team were you investigating? How many emails did you find? And mine were the only ones. Hmm. It's interesting. Roger. It's a very interesting thing that we have going on here. That's You're going to punish the Raiders specifically. You needed a scapegoat and you chose one that wasn't even on the team. Mm-hmm. What? Am I the only one emailing this guy? Obviously not. We covered it last week. He was emailing the, somebody from the, the bucks in, in, and yeah. was it the owner or general manager? Mm-hmm. Or somebody, somebody high up on the bucks was in the same email chain. What about his emails?
1: Yeah. What does any What
0: has anyone had to say about anything over the last five years, as it pertains to exactly that which you're trying to help? Like, right, I, it's kind of just kind of hollow activism. Just pisses me off so much. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It just made me wonder because it made me question my the way I look at some things. Like if I'm. Part of, if, if I'm part of a woke problem, because it's like, well, I love fucking rap music, man. I never worry about them saying bitches or a lot of different things. You know what I mean? That like if mm-hmm. John Gruden said that in his emails, he'd get destroyed for. So it's like, what is the difference?
0: Why is know. there a double standard? Yeah,
1: right. Exactly. <sighs> I don't know. But um and so in kind of a slow news week, it, it kind of just uh, it made me kind of just reflect a little bit more on like some of the stuff we've been saying. And some of the stories we've covered and kind of kind of just p- put some of this together. I just kind of wanted to kind of like summarize like my my thoughts on, on a lot of things going on right now. And and kind of from the viewpoint of like sitting on the fence, because I, I don't know if I'd say I really lean one way or the other. Just a barbed wire fence. <laughs> yeah, Sure. Whatever. Um, I myself have always found political parties to kind of be like the one main thing that is at this point at least holding our country back, I think. I think the division in America today is as bad as it's ever been, and I believe it's a major factor as more and more people become involved with politics due to social media and just the ease of access to a lot of different information sources. Now, I've been criticized uh, more than once in my life for sitting on this proverbial fence, if you will, but to be honest with you, I really don't give a shit, because I believe there's truth to both sides in almost any situation, and it's up to the people to come together and to solve problems, not to rely on one party's specific agenda, which is usually financed by larger corporations anyway. Which is why I love our show, Frank, because we may not always agree on a lot of topics, um, but we always kind of find a way to have a conversation about them. And I think that's very lost uh, in the in the world today. But anyway, to my actual point, I want to start this whole segment off by saying I believe that everyone should get the COVID-19 vaccine There have been 6.68 billion doses distributed across 184 countries, uh, which comes out to about 43.5% of the global population being fully vaccinated as of this morning. Now, we do hear about negative side effects and even some deaths, and I'm not discrediting those accounts at all. But the same people that reference the .002 chance of death from COVID at the beginning of the pandemic, like myself, should also be looking at those same kind of statistics when you compare adverse reactions to this vaccine. The age-adjusted death rate rose 15% in 2020, according to the CDC. Overall, death rates were highest among non-Hispanic black persons and non-Hispanic American Indian persons, and COVID-19 was the third leading cause of death this past year behind heart disease and cancer. Whether this was all pure coincidence, perhaps directly due to covid or maybe COVID making us all like face the harsh realities of what you know, smoking and eating like shit your entire life can really result in when it's provoked by some new virus. Uh, the numbers are the numbers here. People were dying at a higher rate for one reason or another. Uh, the vaccine is readily available and it has proven to be effective from hospitalization at least. With all of that said, it really upsets me to live in a country and a world now where this vaccine is being forced on people against their will. Uh, by administrations, by employers that are dangling their livelihood as a bargaining chip in front of their noses. Uh, And then numerous outlets vilifying these people for doing so and for like following their own personal beliefs. Recently, we spoke about the debacle uh, at Southwest Airlines had on their hands when trying to put a vaccine mandate in place where pilots, many of whom are ex-military, decided the vaccine wasn't for them and as a result, needed to use their hard-earned vacation time before being terminated, and 1,800-plus flights were grounded as a result. We stress this time and time again, there is power in your labor. This is proof of it. Last week, Kyrie Irving made headlines with his continued insistence to not get the vaccine. New York is following the mandate passed down by the president and requiring any organization with 100-plus employees to force vaccinations. As a result of this mandate, Kyrie would not be able to participate in any home games or practices in the state of New York, but could participate in away games as long as the local ordinances allow. The Nets last week, with all this information made known, came out and said that he will not be in any way affiliated with the organization until he is fully vaccinated and they will not be renewing his contract, which is set to expire this year. There's a chance he'll never play in a Nets uniform again. Uh, People like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Stephen A. Smith, and many others came forward and bashed this man very, very publicly the last couple weeks for his decision to not get the vaccine, pointing towards it being uh, team sport, and you're letting the fans and the organization down, all these different things, et cetera, et cetera, money, all these things. Now, while I may disagree with his choice to not get vaccinated, the way he looks at the earth maybe being flat, in his opinion, or teaming up in a super team fashion with Kevin Durant and James Harden, it pains me to see this man get publicly vilified over this very, very personal choice. The choice for what one does or doesn't want to put into their bodies is just that, it's a choice. This man is going to walk away from the odds on championship favorite team and millions of dollars in his contract because he believes in this so strongly. He went on Instagram Live later that day to stand up in defense of his character as he was being trashed by just about every news outlet out there being called a bum and selfish and a fool. Uh, he described his full feelings on the situation, Stress once again, if you believe you should get vaccinated, then you should. If you believe you should not, you should not be forced. Uh, in 2020 alone, this man bought George Floyd's mom a home, paid full tuition for nine historical black college or university students, bought 200 plus kids Christmas presents, provided 250,000 Thanksgiving meals in NYC, donated $1.5 million to WNBA players, and this list goes on. But we're going to ignore all of that and trash this guy on every single news outlet you can find out there damn near because the vaccine wasn't the right choice for him? I hear many speak of this vaccine as a good of the for all or it's our civic duty to do so. And I suppose that's one way to look at it. But when ever in the history of America were we told that you need to put this into your body or you'll be fired from your place of employment and trashed endlessly by all these woke individuals around you? That doesn't sound like America to me. I believe you need to look at a country maybe a bit further east to draw a comparison. This vaccine is a personal choice. What anyone puts in their body always has and always should be a personal choice. Those who choose to not get it should not be publicly harassed for their decision to do so or threatened to lose their livelihood as a result. That's discrimination, something our country has been fighting And trying to deal with for many decades, and I wouldn't say we have a hold on it at all, but hopefully we've made some progress over the the past hundred years or so, and we don't need one more thing to further divide us. If this vaccine is as effective as advertised, the people who are concerned should be covered and can continue to wear their masks if that makes them feel safer and continue to get vaccinated year in and year out as this virus will change. The people who choose to not get the vaccines because they're not as worried, should know that they live with the risk of COVID-19, and those risks may continue to change and evolve as this go on and perhaps even get worse. But to those that vilify these people, accept that you cannot control everyone based on your narrative, and let's all move on. As I sit on this fence, it pains me to watch my country, my workplace, my family, all so divided on this one topic, which seems to really then just go right into politics and become even more divisive. America is a melting pot of all types of people here because we're free. This melting pot doesn't just refer to race, but to religions, creeds, viewpoints, and just about anything else under the sun. Let's all just be reminded of that and try to treat each other as fellow Americans with different viewpoints.
0: Well said. Uh, well said, Alfred. I think Thank the you. reason that uh, pains you to sit on that fence, cause it's very sharp and spiky at the top, but um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's a, uh, maybe it's like a, uh, a point of privilege that we get the opportunity to do the show and we get the uh, opportunity to be privy to so many different uh, viewpoints and so many different stories. And, you know, I think we have an ability to follow news a little bit more closely. So we're, we're exposed to a lot. And, you know, even just today, there was a story that came out that said, if you're an unvaccinated person, you are 11 times more likely to die of COVID. That's a significant number. So I think I I hear you in in your frustration because it's not about the vaccine. It's never been about the vaccine. There's an article out right now about Boeing Aerospace. Uh, Their workers had protested in uh, Washington state against the vaccine mandate. And the Seattle Times reporter starts the, the article saying several hundred anti-vaccination protesters. I mean, <laughs> that's it right there. Like you're already pouring gasoline on a lit fire when you say yep. that very first sentence. Nobody's mm-hmm. against the vaccine. They're against the mandate. It does not matter what you think. It does not matter what you think. There are ideals out there that people are willing to protect like Kyrie Irving and God bless the man for doing it because he has the biggest platform willing to sacrifice arguably the most that anybody's been willing to sacrifice when it comes to this fight to protect the ideal that there is freedom. I saw this, um, it was a tweet yesterday and this guy, he, he said, we're not forcing you. We're just taking away your livelihood freedoms and acceptance in society if you refuse. And it's it's so blatantly obvious what the quote unquote choice is, right? Yeah. There is there is no accepted freedom when it comes to this vaccine. And we have done everything to back channel this mandate into existence without mandating it for every one person and sending police into our neighborhoods to make sure that we're getting this jab. Right. But we're attacking everything that, that makes us able to live day in and day out. If we don't do it for a particular job, a particular, uh, section of, of, of this, uh, society that you happen to participate in, um, they're willing to attack your livelihood if you, if you do not comply. I think when you, when you break it down like that, the only argument that the other side is willing to pose is that this vaccine is for the quote-unquote greater good. Well, I hate to break it to you, but there is no such thing as the greater good. It does not exist. That greater good is a figment of your imagination that you have made up in your head And you've convinced yourself that that greater good is above and beyond everything else that matters, including the ideal of freedom that these people are willing to fight for and lose their livelihood over. I commend uh, Kyrie Irving. I think nobody understands the difficulty of that decision more than Kyrie Irving.
1: No, in his video, man, and on his live, I was watching the whole thing. He got on and talked for like over a half hour and he's like to play in the NBA and to win a championship's been my dream since I was like in fourth grade. It's like all I've thought about, it's all I've done. You think I just want to walk away from this just like just because? No. He's like, I just feel so strongly about this and, and it, see that I can use my platform as a way to show others that like you, you don't need to do, like you don't need to just go along and, and do what they say. Like if you don't think it's right for you, This like there should be other avenues. And and I I, he's he's so right, man. And I hate to see this dude getting just drugged through the mug because like he doesn't believe in in what the greater good believes in.
0: Yeah. No, 100 percent, man. I I I consider this guy to be uh, of incredibly strong um, moral fiber. I, I think that his conviction is so admirable. I think, and, and I think even if you don't even agree with his stance, you, you kind of have to agree with, uh, you know, the just the set of iron nuts that it takes <laughs> to do something like what he's doing. Um, you know, yeah. I, I've shared my vaccine story before. And if you've heard it, that uh, excuse me, but, you know, it, it wasn't something that I was wanting to do. It was only something I did because it became became a point of contention with with people that I love. And I'm not saying that I was coerced in doing it. It wasn't, it certainly was my choice to get it, but it was a fight that I wasn't willing to pick. And my point at the time and my point now is, is that for me, it doesn't matter if I have the vaccine. If I don't have the vaccine, it matters absolutely not to me. And it matters not to anybody else. Honestly, it really doesn't. Like you said, if you're worried about it, then you have ways to mitigate that, that fear uh, and risk in your life. And because I got it, um, I, f- I feel okay about it. Like it's, it's it's an okay decision, but there's still a part of me. That's just like, fuck. like I'm, I'm giving into something that I do not want to do for reasons that are, are not my own. And that never feels good for anybody for whatever reason. And so I don't even know if Kyrie Irving w- wants to be this poster child for not getting the vaccine. I, I, I'm sure that it wasn't his intention to be, Um, this polarizing figure. And, you know, for Stephen A. Smith and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to come out and and say something like that, I'm like, all right, fine. Understood, but I think you're missing the point. I think a lot of people are missing the point that it doesn't take much to lose the freedoms that we have now. Matter of fact, it can unravel in a blink of an eye if we're not careful about it. So... I am always going to be on the side of somebody who wants to stick up for freedoms that they have. And and, and I think a, a really good point to remember here is that our government does not grant us freedoms. They do not grant us rights. They do not grant us privileges. It is not theirs to provide. Therefore, it's not theirs to take away. It says it very clear in the Constitution that these rights are endowed to us by our creator and whatever that means to you. The government did not create you. They do not have the right to take away your freedoms and your privileges. Wasn't theirs to begin with. So I think a lot of that gets lost here. They think that people, I think a lot of people think that the government has a right to step in and do things for the quote unquote greater good. And I think people like Kyrie Irving and these good folks at Boeing and, However many hundreds of TSA workers and however many, uh, however many police officers and firefighters that don't don't have this, you know, there's going to be a reckoning coming here soon where um, these employers and the government are going to have to put their money where their mouth is. And if they don't hit these vaccine numbers by these mandates, well, then, you know, the idea is that these people get fired. So we're going to see if that is truly the case or not.
1: Yeah, it's I've gotten arguments with people before saying like, well, if we don't all get vaccinated, like we're going to have to keep on wearing these masks and none of us want to wear these masks. And I'm like, welcome to the original argument of the people that don't want to get vaccinated for the first like they don't want to wear masks anyway. They're not worried about it. Let them mitigate their own risk. If you're worried, there are ways like you wear your mask all the time since it works so well. You go get your vaccine since it works so well and you should be covered, man. Like I, I don't see when it like shifted from like, you have to worry about everyone else's fucking problems. Like it it just doesn't make sense to me.
0: No, not at all. And you know, I till about the end of 2020 was when my leash was up. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to give grace for this until that time. And at that time we knew plenty, man. And we had a vaccine coming, but even then we knew plenty. We knew enough about this that we needed to know. Um, if you're like me and you have no more grace to give and you're at the end of your line and you've done everything that you were supposed to. And now that the facts are out that the leaders of you and I are not going to see this thing rationally. Well then to me that calls for some civil disobedience Mm -hmm. and doing whatever the hell that you want to do when you want to do it and not letting somebody tell you that it's not okay for the greater good of the health of your fellow man because i think we've documented and we could spend hours documenting how that is only the case in this very specific instance of covid-19 and that that sentiment does not exist for anything else in our society because if people really did care about the health and well-being of their fellow citizen there would be far greater measures taken on just about everything. Yeah, so, right.
1: It was me and Sarah. We were looking because I was we were in Ohio last week for the shower, and uh, in Lucas County in, in Toledo, you don't have to wear a mask anywhere. So I'm like, oh man, like I wonder, you know, I really are interested to see like what their statistics are when we get home. We should check it out because we're going into bars, we're going into restaurants, we're going right. wherever the fuck we want. Gyms, no mask, nothing. And here in Illinois in DePage County where I live, you have to wear a mask fucking anywhere you go. I mean, obviously like when you sit down and eat, you can take it off, but at the gym, walking into any restaurant, any bar, anything like that, you have to have a mask on. So I go, I look at the stats and relative to population, they are exactly the same, Frank. Yeah. They don't deviate. So it's you like, sure. what,
0: what is, what's real? I don't know. <laughs> we talked about this either last week or the week before, but the people that make those decisions are the, the, what uh, whatever, whatever health, um, leadership, department or office that's in your current locality. Like, like for San Diego, it's the health and human services director of San Diego County. Um, the same person in LA makes the rules for LA County and the same person for Orange County makes the same rules for Orange County. And every single one of them are arbitrary. San Diego County does not have a mask mandate. LA County does. Oh, they're right there, man. You drive up two hours and you're in a different County and, and the rules are different. And, So, so by proxy, COVID is different. If you're telling me that, then you're telling me that COVID acts different here than it does in San Diego, than it does in Sacramento, than it does in Napa, than it does in San Francisco, than it does in Alameda County. And every one of these people have jurisdiction over their localities if the state does not impose a greater uh, mandate, right? So there is no mask mandate in California. Mm -hmm. but there is one in LA and there is one in Napa County and there is one in um, Alameda County and Contra Costa County and all these counties surrounding the Bay area. And it's all arbitrary. None of it makes sense. And you know, assume your own risk, do what's comfortable for you. But I really do think it now is the time for us to stop abiding by these stupid fucking rules. And if you know better for yourself, then, then do better for yourself. Don't wear a mask if you don't want to wear a mask. Don't.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're going to piss people off and you're going to, you're going to be sticking their face in, in dog shit for, better, for lack of a better term. Um, but I believe way more strongly in that than I do for all of us to be abiding by rules that we know are irrational are not based in, in any science at all. They're based in, in nothing, but caution. And that, that's just not what it means to to have American citizenship. You weren't born in this country so that you could grow up to follow dumb, arbitrary rules. Fuck them, fuck them all. They don't, they certainly do not care about you. And I think we've been able to see time and again, that that is, that is the case. They could care less about you.
1: What do you think, just to play devil's advocate for a sec, what do you think people that like compare that to like a traffic law? Like, okay, a stoplight is very much in the same fashion of like, it's stopping you from going in a free country. I should be able to go through that intersection.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think (laughs) in about 20 minutes, you would be able to find efficacy for uh, why we have traffic laws. And Mm -hmm. they exist for a very, very poignant reason that is based in very rational thought. If you do not have traffic laws, then you have chaos. Right. So you put in traffic laws so that we can all drive down the road safely. I don't, I mean like that to me doesn't translate into any sort of COVID regulations because if that were the case, you would go, Oh, well shit, Lucas County, Ohio has numbers that resemble whatever County, Illinois that you live in. Um, and your mask mandate is here. Why for our safety? Hmm. Interesting. Now, talk to me a little bit more about safety. How do masks keep us safe? Oh, unless you're wearing an N95 mask, they really don't do much at all for stopping the spread of COVID. Oh, wait, hold on. And if I'm vaccinated, then my 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 ability to get this disease is dropped to a fraction of a percent. And even if I do get it, I don't die from it? Hmm. Okay. Well, if I looked at that, then I could pretty reasonably say that these masks don't do a whole lot and that the mandate to have them. Oh, oh, so children aren't unvaccinated. That's why we're doing it. But hmm, how many children have died from COVID? Oh, very few? Oh, okay, interesting. How many little children have died from COVID? Oh, even fewer? Huh. Shit. That's interesting. Um, so I wonder why we. Have these masks? Oh, the elderly, so they could get vaccinated if they felt like they had the fear of it, and then they would mitigate that risk to them. There's, I mean, you can poke a hole in it at every different aspect of it. You take away stoplights, and you have a eighty percent spike in traffic deaths in ten days. Right. So, all right, well, we should probably right. put those back in. You know, right, it's, right, it was right. safe. It was pretty safe for us to do that. <laughs> You know, it's, it's just all bullshit, man. And that's what, and that's why I have a problem with us just blindly, like the blind leading the blind. We're just blindly following these rules. Well, it's the rules is for our safety. What? Like a lot of people I talked about this aren't dumb. They're not stupid people, but they act a dumb. Why? Is it because it's polarized? I don't know. I don't have the answer for it. Is it because it's now become a right versus left issue? I don't know, man. To, To me... To me, it, it just boils down to the ideal. What is the highest ideal of? What is the highest ideal that you protect? I'll ask you that question. What is your highest ideal, Al? What is the what is the one thing that above all is true for living your life?
1: I want to say like family, man. Like I think family is like the one thing I I hold to the highest degree in my life to love, protect, to serve. To live for, I guess, would be the ones that I love. I don't know if that's what you're looking for, but no, that's, that's probably what I would say.
0: Yeah, that's a great answer. If you were told that you had to vaccinate your your newborn the same time they get all these other vaccines, what would you? I mean, would you go along with it? I would ask why. Yeah, I'd say why. The data
1: shows that by the wife having a vaccination, it's it's protected. It's in the breast milk. The baby, just by natural biology, which I never knew this, but like the breast milk provides like if there's like a common cold or like something going on in the house, like the Mm -hmm. bot, the mom's body knows what to provide for the kid. So I'm going to trust that over like you sticking my kid with a a shit ton of needles at the beginning, unless you're showing me hard data for a reason to get it. But I I don't see that out there.
0: Yeah. So my question
1: would be why prove to me why?
0: Yeah. And that's fine. I, uh, I think that's awesome for me. It's for me. My, the highest ideal for me is, is truth. Right, I would say liberty, but I think truth begets liberty. I think that if you have the liberty to tell the truth, then you should never fear for, for your liberty because you can tell the, the truth. You can say what is true and then other people can look at it and they can say, I don't believe that's true. And then they can test it using means that we know how to test the truth, the scientific method being one of them. And you can go through it and say, well, fuck, I, I put your what you say is true up against everything else that I think could mitigate that truth. And it turns out that more or less your truth is true. And that's why I'm saying after the end of 2020, we had enough data to know what was true and what wasn't. There wasn't a whole lot more mystery about this disease than, than we had back in, say, March of 2020. So whoever it is that is in favor of vaccine mandates, in favor of forcing people to take this above their will to me i gotta imagine that your highest ideal then is this arbitrary greater good the safety for everybody this big blanket safety net and you're willing to say i'm going to disregard what you think is best for your family al i'm going to disregard what we know to be true through means of testing truth and i'm going to say we got to do it anyway, and that's where I think people like Kyrie Irving, and, and I'm, not, I'm putting words in his mouth. He might have a completely different justification for what he's doing, but I think guys like Kyrie Irving see something like this, and they say, no, 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 I'm not falling along with that. You guys are full of shit, and I'm just not going to do it, and I, just, I say, bravo, Kyrie, good for you, and it sucks for your teammates. I hope they got his back. I hope they're not like trying to throw him under the bus politi- or, uh, publicly. I hope it, that uh, at least the big ones do
1: Harden and Durant have been like in support of him saying, you know, like, we start, we're focused on our team here, but like it's mm-hmm. a personal decision. He should do what he feels he needs to do. And if he decides to get vaccinated, we're here for him. If not, we support him still. So that, that's pretty cool. They're not, they're not also vilifying him.
0: And before you start throwing out, well, isn't Kyrie Irving a flat earther? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what he, it doesn't matter what he thinks. And it doesn't matter what you think. What matters yeah. is that he's being forced to do something that he doesn't want to do. That is what matters. And you can't discredit the man because of the of what his beliefs are because i'm sure you have just as wacky beliefs that you're willing to rationalize in your own head and you would hope that anybody if you were if you were lucky enough to be put on the spot in such a big high profile situation and have that sort of power within you I'm sure you would hope that people wouldn't think that your ideas were as wacky as they think that his ideas are
1: yeah and i mean we're allowed to have ideas and then on top of that actions okay the same person that's saying that to you what the fuck have you done this exactly. dude bought someone a house he sent nine plan. college just uh, nine people plan. to college he's he bought 200 kids per, you know what i mean like he's buying Max he it up you know what i'm saying like he just cuz you disagree with him here doesn't mean he's this fucking monster that you're like painting him to be because you want he goes against your your viewpoint or isn't that interesting though
0: because we don't look at we don't look at that anymore we don't look at those receipts anymore quote-unquote receipts it's all about face it's all about saving face it has nothing to do with like oh wait hold on Kyrie Irving built homes he paid for tuitions 250,000
1: meals on Thanksgiving for New York people? Yeah. What? He did that for real? <laughs> how many oh, people man. did you feed on Thanksgiving other than your family, Shit. asshole?
0: Your <laughs> fat face. Yeah, right. You know, and then you go go to Twitter and you want to chastise somebody else about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a, a huge distinction. I, I loved it when Dave Chappelle and his new specialist said how people were, you know, taking him to the woodshed over Twitter. And he says, I don't care. Twitter's not a real place. And that is crazy. True, And you know oh, how yep. we know that's true? Because everybody who thinks that Twitter's a real place and then looks at any election results that have come out after Twitter has been a thing show very clearly that the hard sentiment on Twitter does not match reality in, in real life. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. And, and that goes true for just about anything else on the internet. Yeah, it's, it's a representation of, of a segment of what we are, but it is not real life. I thought that Chappelle stand-up
1: was great, man. He's getting a lot of heat for it. I, I I don't really understand why. I don't think he even said anything that offensive. Yeah.
0: It's funny because a lot of the people who are who are coming down on him, like very clearly didn't watch it. Yeah. Because if oh, they yeah. watched no. it, they're they're falling into the trap that he set for him. It's just like, this is what you guys have said about me. Here's how I think that you're wrong about what you've said. Mm-hmm. And then they just go and it's just like Ah, uh, Dave Chappelle was was wrong, and here's the reasons why. Well, he addressed all of them, and that's so. Did you even listen? Right. Did you even pay attention to the words? Yeah, he he didn't. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's we're
1: we're getting we're driving towards some scary waters, man. Where it's it's just like if you veer from at all, like the social justice path of of wokeness, like you're uh, you're a, a villain, and it's like. Even when people like Chappelle don't even do that, <laughs> like, right? They're just talking about those people. He wasn't even saying like anything offensive about transgender people at all. He was just talking about them. And there's people storming into executive meetings at Netflix demanding that they tear it down. Like, wh- mm-hmm. why? Why? Because mm-hmm. he hurt your feelings a little bit? Because he talked about it and wasn't yeah. like applauding it necessarily? Like, I, I don't. I don't see the problem.
0: Yeah, you know, it's tough to put myself or for you to put yourself in the shoes of a transgender person or somebody who has gender dysmorphia. We don't experience that. But again, somebody like me who likes to hold truth above all, you know, he he said a a lot of really true things. We have all come out of a woman. If you're a transgender woman, as unfortunate as it might be, you do not have the experiences of what it means to be a non-transgender woman. Therefore your being a woman is your idea of what a woman is and that's okay, but it doesn't mean that we all have to accept it. And it doesn't mean that we have to accept that gender isn't a real thing because it is. And your particular situation as unfortunate as it might be, doesn't change that fact. And I loved it. I loved it so much. It's just pure truth that's all it is and that and you know in 2021 it's gonna, is gonna f- piss a lot of people off
1: oh yeah and if you haven't watched any of his newer ones highly highly recommend it because he, he is a master in the way that he has his stand up set but then he also is like I want to make some fucking points and mm-hmm. I'm gonna he melds them together so well where it's like there's jokes but there's like actual real shit he's saying that you can like learn from just watching it or like make you think about the world or just the way we look at all this stuff and just in a different light. And I really appreciate that. Cause it's not just like an hour of like fart and dick jokes, you know? Sure.
0: As much as I love fart and I dick mean, jokes.
1: Yeah. As much as the next guy, but
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, and I can see how you might think he's taking himself too seriously or, you know, whatever people shouldn't listen to Dave Chappelle. Is it, pertains to social issues at whatever i mean i don't uh, who the fuck do they listen to anderson cooper yeah is that who they're getting
1: their viewpoints from like get the fuck out of here
0: yeah but but he 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 does man and uh, you know it's a comedy show so don't come into it if you're not like if, if you're like faint of heart and you don't like be like hearing offensive things i don't know if you saw those two uh those two white women in the front when they oh pointed yeah to the him, Detroit just complete yeah complete blank stare like oh we did not <laughs> sign up for this
1: oh that shit was funny man that shit was so funny I,
0: was I don't funny. want to give away any of the jokes just watch
1: it but it was it was good very very good
0: we're kind of coming up on it but what, what do you think about sen- senile, senile senility senility what do you think about senility tests for aging leaders for our aging politicians on board So here's just a handful. Uh, President Biden, 78 years old. Uh, Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, 81 years old. Uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, 70 years old. Uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, 79 years old. These people are old as fuck. And it's like even 80 years old right now isn't necessarily like old. You could live another 20 years, but it's old to be running the country. It's old to be in those positions of power. Um, There's a... Uh, senator from Louisiana, Bill Cassidy he's a, is a pretty big anti-Trump guy. He voted to, uh, to convict him during the impeachment after January 6th. Um, but he is a physician. He's a uh, gastrologist, gastronologist by, by trade. And he said that in your eighties, you kind of begin a rapid decline. So he has been pushing, um, for these tests to make sure that our leaders aren't senile. It seems reasonable. He said that uh, during his time in the Senate, he's been told that there have been senators in the past who at the end of their Senate terms were senile, like legit. And this is true of senators on both parties. First of all, I just think it's a funny, I think it's hilarious that we actually have to talk about this. Like we're talking about these old farts who've been in office for so long that we have to make sure that they're not actively lost in their minds as they're leading our country like yeah for sure let's do that and secondly i don't know if it'll ever happen but if it does happen i'd be curious to see who fails the test
1: yeah i did thought oh, shit they probably never even released that information anyway i don't know i don't know how it would work. I, i've always thought that this this should be the way for fucking once you hit like 70 or 75 you should have to retake your driver's license like license test because mm-hmm. there's plenty of seniors out there that are you know, you're stubborn, you're old, you don't want to give up your rights, and you want to keep driving, and they're dangerous drivers. I, mm-hmm. I know a few of them. <laughs> so I, it's this this totally makes sense, that if you're going to be in positions of power in our country and make decisions that affect us, like people like in our age group for the next 30, 40 years potentially plus, like we should know that you know what the fuck you're talking about and, and know where
0: you are. <laughs> True. Like, if, if you're not going to set term limits, then you should probably at least have these in place so that we know... Yeah. definitively that these people aren't losing their minds. How right are there in no term bases. limits in, in House or Senate? I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, it, w- these jobs used to be part-time jobs. I mean, they were never they were, they were never designed to be what they are today. Yeah. And I think that was probably just an oversight. I mean, how could you, I mean, I don't know. How could you have known it would have grown, grown to be this big? And but You got
1: them for the president. So it makes me think that when they did well, that. Well, and it never be, used like, to be that way. Really, until like what, FDR
0: or FDR something? was the, after FDR, they put term limits in place, but it, it never was that way. It was more of like a like a customary thing, you know, like George Washington after his second term said, I'm done. I'm, put, I'm putting it down, somebody else is in power. And it, and it kind of went that way for, you know, uh, up until FDR and under the circumstances of which FDR was in, I can understand why he got elected for that, for four for consecutive terms. But it does make sense to, Put termlets for president. It certainly makes sense to put termlets for for Congress and for and for the Senate, man, because you just got these people that live until they die in politics. And that's how you get things so swampy, because they're just there. They transcend any sort of political wave, any sort of administration.
1: Just breeds the the opportunity for corporations to come in and plant their, the seeds of what they want exactly. to happen and yeah. grow it with that politician for Bought 20, 30 years. For.
0: Yeah Absolutely Well anyways I think that's uh, Our time buddy Yeah
1: And I just want to let you And all of our listeners know That drinking a good Smooth cup of coffee Is a treat all by itself But when it helps American heroes Like first responders And veterans It is that much better Our sponsor Gunbarrel Coffee Is proud to donate One dollar From every item Purchased to veterans And first responder charities All across our countries They offer Fourteen different blends And roasts Which you can get in Whole bean ground Or single serve pods and right now, as a friend of this ship, you can use the promo code FNH10 to save 10% at checkout when you buy their products at GunBarrelCoffee.com. That's promo code FNH10.
0: Gunbarrel Coffee. Damn good coffee. Damn good cause. You betcha. Nah. Uh... If you'd like to respond or uh, comment on any of the things that we've talked about today, you are more than welcome to do so. Um, you can reach us uh Twitter at FriendshipNH. You can reach us on Instagram and TikTok, same handle, Friendship News Hour. And you can always send us an email, bummerdude.media at gmail.com. That is bummerdude.media at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time.